Hello, and welcome to the BPM Plus podcast series. I'm Emily Burns, Product Marketing Manager at Tipco Software. This podcast is designed to be a resource for your business process management or BPM planning. In this episode, we'll be talking about management practices that can enhance your BPM, specifically designing goal-oriented BPM. Joining us to talk about this is Nathan Sutton, Architect for BPM Business Services at Tipco Software. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Emily. When we're talking about goal-oriented BPM, we're really talking about an approach where the first step, rather than starting by building a process step-by-step to achieve a given task, you're establishing your goals first and kind of working your way backward to figure out what it is you need to get to those goals. What's the thinking behind this approach? It's actually a much more natural way for people to go about developing business processes. People really need to consider what is to be achieved, not what is to be done. When we uh, develop processes, often we think about them as pieces of software, and of course software design methodology isn't necessarily natural to a business user. So we want a way of working out the things that need to be done, the goals that a business user would want to achieve with a business process, and finding a way of uh, determining uh, what the various parts of that uh, process are, but without getting bogged down into the technical details. For non-software technical users, uh, business users who have uh, different expertise, uh, we need a way of finding out exactly the goals that they would to achieve and how those goals break down. And there are a number of different ways of doing that, of course. We can start to consider the tangible and intangible items that are manipulated by business processes within the business. Uh, So a tangible item, for instance, could be something like a telecom switch, for instance, if it happens to be a telco business. Or for intangible items, it could be something like a customer or an order. These things are still very important in a business, but they're not things you can necessarily pick up and shake. So it's really similar to how people approach goals in their everyday lives, you say? Yes, I would agree with that completely. It's very intuitive for non-technical business people. This is the way that uh, people go about uh, determining how to achieve goals in real life. It's the way that the world works. Everyone and everything is goal-oriented. We decide uh, what it is we want to achieve, and then we think about how we're going to do that. And often we do by working backwards. So yes, that's right. Nathan, what are the benefits of this approach as applied to BPM? I would say it's a more natural way to develop business processes for non-technical business users. It allows analysis of uh, the problem domain, the particular area we're trying to find the goals in, without getting bogged down in the minutiae of process design. We can just think about sub-goals. Because those sub-goals are the things that uh, business users are achieving on a daily basis, they understand them, and they don't really feel the need to work out exactly the tiny details that make up the achievement of those sub-goals. The interesting thing, of course, is that many of these sub-goals will appear in the achievement of many goals. So the processes behind the achievement of sub-goals are reusable. So this is a good area to get good value out of this analysis, good value out of these business processes which have been developed. So let's say you decided to take this approach. What are some of the things you need to think about to get started? Well, the main thing is you need to think about uh, where you wish to end up, the goals you want to achieve, the end game, the purpose of the process. It's much more important than thinking about the various parts that will make that process up. One of the things that uh, may help to do this is that you can uh, start to think about the different business activities that might be involved in an organization. So, for instance, if we consider uh, banking, uh, a, a typical bank might be involved in a number of different areas, for example, retail banking, brokerage, asset management, etc. Now, cutting across all of those 
different areas are the various business functions that support these activities. So, for example, again, you might have different departments or functions that perform activities such as product management or financial control or relationship management. What you'll find is that the achievement of all those end-to-end activities will involve each one of those horizontal business functions in different ways, but reusing the same sub-goals. Product management is pretty much the same or involves similar types of activities in different areas. So building up the end-to-end goals, the achievement of the different goals related to, let's say, retail banking, will often pick up different sub-goals in these different business functions that cut across all the organization. So once you've established your business goals, how do you figure out which exactly are the sub-goals that you want to use? The best way of doing this, I would say, is to consider the items of interest within the business that will be managed as part of the achievement of those sub-goals. Typically speaking, you'll find that these items of interest fall into two different categories. They'll be tangible items, so there'll be things like customer, maybe a location, or it could be a piece of technical equipment. And, uh, For instance, in a telephone exchange, you might have something like a distribution frame. These are all important items that may be changed, may be interacted with, may be managed as part of the achievement of a goal. They could, of course, also be intangible items that have been managed or manipulated, for instance, a service or a product or an account. These are all still very important items, but they're not things you can necessarily pick up and shake. Nevertheless, they are things which you will need to put into a particular state or manipulate in some way in order to achieve the sub-goals that will take you along the way to achieving the goal Mm -hmm. as the subject of the business process. Thus far, Nathan, you've discussed how it is that we can use this goal-oriented approach to build processes. But how does this play out for managing processes? Well, one of the interesting things, of course, is that the achievement of sub-goals and goals are the sorts of things which we might want to monitor key performance indicators and service level agreements against as well, because these are the items within the business that are of particular interest. We can often consider each one of those sub-goals and say, well, how long should the the achievement of that sub-goal take? What's the typical amount of time I might expect that goal to take? What's the maximum amount of time I'm prepared to take over achieving that sub-goal before I consider the achievement to be in serious jeopardy? And because I'm talking about the achievements of goals and sub-goals, I can put this into a process that looks rather like a project plan. And of course, as soon as I start to consider business processes as project plans, I can then start to consider when the business process will complete. And I can do that using techniques such as critical path analysis. In other words, I can predict when the process will complete. I can predict it quite accurately. And I can start to then, given the commitments I've made to the customers for this process, whether they be internal business customers or whether they be actual customers to the business itself. So this approach helps not only in just the building of processes, but really does provide a much more valuable context for monitoring. Absolutely, yes. How does TIBCO's BPM offering support goal-oriented BPM? Goal-oriented BPM can be applied to the definition of any business process. In fact, I would suggest that uh, using techniques such as this, methodologies such as goal-oriented BPM, would add value under any circumstances. However, we do have a number of different products and components which will help support goal-oriented BPM. And I suppose the most obvious example of that would be iProcess Conductor. iProcess Conductor actually has a lot of the concepts built within it that we've talked about. So, for instance, it has the concept of a process component which maps onto the achievement of a sub-goal. It maintains libraries of these process components which can be reused across different business processes a business process in iProcess Conductor is called an execution plan. It looks rather like a project plan. It's shown on the end user interface as a project plan. So you can see when the process is predicted to complete, you can see the real-time status of the process, where it is, the jeopardy status of the various components of that process. 
That's a really interesting approach to BPM, and it appears to deliver a lot of business benefits. Thanks for sharing it with us, Nathan, and thanks for joining us today. No problem. That was Nathan Sutton, architect for BPM Business Services at Tibco Software. I'm Emily Burns, Product Marketing Manager at Tibco Software. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the BPM Plus podcast series.